everyone, I'm Chloe Smith and I'm one of the Children's Community Asthma Nurses working in Newham in East London. Welcome to today's Ask About Asthma podcast on trying to prevent children from slipping through the net. So just a bit of background on the service that we run here in Newham. We are nurse led in a community setting and we hold four clinics a week between about two people, soon to be three. These clinics are a mixture of face-to-face, telephone and video call, but they're mainly face-to-face and we also see children at home as part of their initial contact after they've been referred to the service. So in total, we see about 70 patients a month between two of us at the moment. But last year, we did notice a decline in some of the patient attendance rates. So we decided to look at this and make some changes and I'll discuss what these were a little bit later on. So what's the problem with these missed appointments? Well, the most important issue with these children is is that if they're not being seen, then their poor asthma control will go unnoticed and therefore lead into a risk of poor quality of life, repeat hospital attendances and an increased risk of fatal asthma episodes. Missed appointments are also very costly on the NHS and a waste of clinical time. So what can be done to see as many children and young people as possible? So in Newham, something that's really valuable to us each week is caseloading. And we do this to ensure that all children have up and coming appointments in the diary. It's also valuable to us because it's an opportunity to discuss any children that we're worried about. In terms of clinics, for school-aged children, missing school is often a reason why parents fail to bring to appointments. Ways around these could be prioritising school-aged children for later afternoon clinics when possible, but that's only possible for a couple of hours in the afternoon, which is often not enough time to see the amount of children we'd like. Putting on later afternoon and evening clinics are an option, but we don't currently do this in Newham. As I did mention before, we do run a Saturday clinic and we got this idea from our dietetic service that we work really closely with and they currently run a Saturday service clinic too. We do have to have a different site for this. So two of us work together at all times because it's out of hours. One of the benefits of a Saturday service is that we get a day off of our choice in the week and it doesn't interfere too much with our weekly service as it's only run once a month. We actually initiated this service as a result of parental reluctance of taking their children out of school. We also felt reluctant to take children out of school too, especially through exam time because we do have children on the caseload that we need to see more regularly. The Saturday clinic we found has been a huge success and it's really valued by the children and families who attend and they normally jump at a chance for Saturday appointment. Our Saturday clinic appointment is also run in a completely different part of the borough so it really suits those who don't want to travel or struggle to travel from one end of the borough to the other. Although our Saturday service was really successful, we still were finding that there were some missed appointments within that clinic and within the ones we run on the weekdays. So although our Saturday service was really successful, right at the beginning, we still had quite a big non-attendance rate. One of the clinics being only 43% of families were being brought to that clinic. As a result, we decided that we we might need to change how we communicate these appointments with the families. So initially, we were just sending a text message to the families two days before the appointment, and then on their last meeting, maybe three or four months, giving them an appointment slip 
but it just really wasn't working and we think it's just because people were forgetting not reading their text messages or maybe just not used to using text message reminders to change this or to try and improve this we decided to go back to sending appointment reminders in the post and I think we were doing this pre-pandemic and this stopped we made sure that we weren't sending the appointment letters too far in advance and we had to allow time for the post to deliver them in time so we thought a month would be a good amount of time to send these letters so following this the month later in our Saturday clinic, we actually had a 90% attendance rate. So that went from 43% to 90% in just one month, which was really, really good. And it really helped highlighted to us how important appointment letters, as well as text messages, reminders are really effective. What else do we do? So another change that we made more quite recently, and we're still waiting on a bit of data to see the outcome of this, is our wording on our appointment letters. So if children and their families have missed one appointment and we haven't managed to get hold of them, we'll send a letter that clearly states that your child was not brought to the appointment and then we'll offer one more date for them to attend. The letter also states that they may be discharged back to the GP if they're not brought again. If we do then discharge as a a result of two missed appointments, we clearly state in a GP discharge summary the reasons of discharge, our concerns, and recommend that an urgent asthma review is conducted. The family are then sent a copy of this letter to. And as I previously mentioned, we are still waiting for a bit of data to see how often this is happening. Anecdotally, and from what I can think of, it's actually worked quite well. And normally I'll at least get a phone call to say that they would like another appointment. We also have a really easy way back into the service and this is through self-referral. So we clearly state to families that when they're discharged from the service they can self-refer them back to us just by giving us a call. We find this really helpful for those that have been discharged and maybe whose asthma controls has declined or if families are worried about them. This way they don't need to go back through the GP or wait until they have an asthma attack resulting in ED attendance. So lastly, we consider multiple forms of asthma reviews as well. So although the pandemic came with its huge problems for the service, one change we decided to stick with, which was actually positive, was the use of video and telephone call reviews. So we often call families who have not attended appointments and if appropriate, and if they answer the phone, we'll conduct the review via video call instead. This works really well and we've seen a lot of our DNA rates go down because we can just switch those calls to videos. So in summary, it's important to remember that multiple forms of review can be really, really effective at catching those that may not attend a face-to-face appointment. Also considering out-of-hours clinic times that could actually be beneficial for both parents, children and the healthcare professional themselves, and a bit of perseverance in when we're trying to send appointment reminders using multiple forms of communication. We know that these have all really worked for us well in Newham. So that brings today's episode to a close. Thank you for listening and please do visit Ask About Asthma web page for more podcast content and to view the full schedule for the week. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>